Welcome back, guys. This is the Wealth Through Wi-Fi podcast where we talk about all aspects of life. We're here to share our journey, our experiences, and to show you guys that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. So with that being said, we are your hosts, Zach Sweet. Scott A. And today we have a very special guest, a friend of mine. You know, we met through other people networking through social media, uh, Sean Perry, uh, owner of I Spy Mobile Detailing, another local entrepreneur who has made a quite a name for himself in the auto detailing business. So, Sean, why don't you introduce yourself for the viewers and uh, let's hear a little, hear what you got to say for us. My name is Sean. As you said, um, I own a mobile detailing business going into two years now. I... Um, the business honestly opened up because of the pandemic, honestly. You know, I feel like it put put my back against the wall. I had I had what I thought was a good job. You know, I was working for a, a vending company and I basically built my route to making the salary that I was making per week, you know, by taking on more right. and more work because I was willing to do that to get the money. The pandemic hit, all of our salaries got cut big time. To the to the point where it's, I wouldn't even be able to afford my living with just that. Right. So you know, I had to I had to make a make a move. So I um. I was sitting there, and for years now, I wanted to open this business for for a while now, probably at least eight years. Mm-hmm. And I remember back when we were younger, and you know, obviously it was a lot harder back then. We didn't have as much money, so I was oh, let me use our tax return, let me buy a van, let me get the equipment I need. You know, let me start this up. My wife is always like, oh, we don't know if it's gonna work. Da da da. And I'm not saying that's what helped me back, but I feel like we were we were both scared at that point for me to take that step. As as most you know people saying? are, three right? three kids, house, everything. So you know, um, the pandemic is what really made me make that move. And a couple, you know, friends I had by my side, you know, that basically helped me through the way. And um, you know, just mentally and giving me steps, you know, so I could avoid headaches and stuff right. like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I opened the business. It's, you know, fully legit, full LLC, um, fully insured. I, you know, I went about everything the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally made a Facebook page, a personal. It wasn't even a, a business account. Mm-hmm. It was a personal Facebook page. The first name was iSpy, second name Mobile Detailing. I was the last name. And I just started posting my work. The day I right. got my LLC, I started the next day I had some stuff to do for a buddy. And I just started posting stuff. My first 30 days, I got 19 details done. Wow. Wow. So let's say October was when I opened up in 21. Yeah. So let's say October of my first year, I did 19 vehicles. And then October, you know, of my my 12-month mark, that month I had almost like 60 vehicles. Holy shit. So it just shows the growth with that. Yeah, within one year. Yeah. For sure. And now as every month, I was waiting for so long for the 12 months Mm -hmm. to hit so I could start seeing the growth. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's five months, six months in, but I wanted to see the 12 month. And it's literally tripled quadruple is just amazing yeah I, see, me. I mean i see the growth I see yeah the and growth it's every, and it's not like day. i have a ton of employees you right know? it's just me and my brother it's literally just two of us so it's like pumping out work every yeah, day crazy. some days 16 hours some mm-hmm. days 20 hours some days eight hours every single day mm-hmm. 4 a.m 5 a.m startup now kind of get back for me had technical difficulties i'm <laughs> sorry you were you always you weren't you always from syracuse right no no, no. Nope, so. so i was born i was born up north in malone up near canada i was born up there um it's where my mother met my father mm-hmm. my father's side of the family is up there so they met in south dakota it's a long story about <laughs> that so they met when my father was in the air force and um so we're back and forth south dakota malone mm-hmm. young ages moved to syracuse probably like first grade ages Growing up on the west side, I was going to Most Holy Road, something right behind Shea. There's mm-hmm. a Catholic school. So I was going over there, ended up getting kicked out of there. And um, so then we moved to the West End area, and I started going to Porter Elementary over there in the West End, um, Tip Hill area. Um, so from elementary, you know, growing up, playing sports on the streets, uh, what's it called? Um, having a brain fart right now. Lewis Park. Okay, you know, yep, Lewis yep, Park yep, days yeah, back in the yep. day. Um, it was all sports for me. It really was. There was no drugs in my past. Like I didn't, I never smoked weed till I was like in my late twenties. You know, like I never was, I never had a drug problem ever. Right. What my problem was, was getting in trouble, getting in fights, constantly fighting, constantly, you know, trying to jump people back then. You know, there was, there was clicks everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was way different back then. And it's, it's way worse now. But back then it was different because it was more like, you know, if you get caught, you're getting jumped by multiple people every time. 
So it came to the point where as we're getting older now, you know, I'm 14, 15 years old. You know, I see a couple of friends getting guns. So I'm like, you know, I guess it is. You know, I guess we are moving up from the knives mm -hmm. to the guns now. So I'm like, damn, this is crazy. So I end up getting my hands on a gun. So now I have a gun age 15 years old. Um, there's a lot of crime going down in my neighborhood. Stuff got crazy. Houses got raided. The gun got found. I ended up getting a gun charge. So now I'm 15 years old with two class B felonies and a court-appointed lawyer. <clears throat> no real money for no real lawyer. Right. <laughs> um, so it goes from, this is me at a very young age, 15, 16, I'm going through the court process for months and months as I sit in Hillbrook as a juvenile, going to Supreme Court again, charged as an adult because of the severity of the crime. So wow. I'm still in Supreme Court at age 15 years old. I'm scared shitless, obviously. So I'm going back and forth to court, Hillbrook. You know, I got to walk under the tunnel, you know, shackles. Mm -hmm. Like I was showing my wife, I literally still have scars to this day from the handcuffs. Just from all the right. trips back and forth yeah. for all the years, like literally four and a half years. So um, so I ended up thinking I was getting five years probation because it was my first real offense ever, you know, age 15. So and I, at that age, I didn't think it was serious yeah, to have sure, a gun. Right. I didn't think it was that serious. That you know, if you're not deal, killing yeah. people, mm -hmm. I'm like, it's for protection, I'm thinking. So next thing you know, it all happened so fast. So long story short, I was a juvenile. I had a co-defendant that was an adult, and we both got sentenced the same day. And he was in the Just Center. I was in Hillbrook because of our age difference. Mm -hmm. He got sentenced to five years flat. I went in. I got sentenced to five years flat. You know, we're both obviously devastated. Our families right. are devastated. You know, we're both athletes at this point. You know, we do amazing in sports, all every sport. So, um, so I go back to Hillbrook. And obviously devastated. So then the next morning, and this is, and I'm just breaking it down because this is what I remember, you yeah, know, at these yeah, ages. For sure. So the next morning I get a call and they're like, oh, you got to go back to court. They made an error. So I'm sitting there like, wow, I'm thinking I have hope. I'm like, wow, maybe they are going to give me the probation they talked about. So I go back to court a day after and they're like, you know, we didn't realize that you were, you're a juvenile, you know, in Supreme Court and we can't give you a flat bid sentence. So we have to, we have to charge you, we have to charge you accordingly. So I'm like, okay. And then they were like, we're going to have to charge you with three and a third to 10 years, which is, you know, the same as a five-year bid, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day when they break it down. So three and a third years, I have to wait three years and four months before I could even be seen by the parole mm -hmm. board. Wow. So that's already 18 right there. So, um, so I'm like, in my mind, this is where I said, three and a third to what? I'm like, damn, 10 years? Because I'm thinking like 10 years, you know, when you're getting in trouble in jail, you could do up to 10 mm -hmm. years. It, it could happen easily. So I'm like, damn. So then I go back and I get sent to my placement or whatever where I need to do all these years at now. So, um, so yeah, so now I get to my placement and um, I go in there 115 pounds, 120 pounds, age 16 now. So I go in there, you know, everyone's huge. <laughs> everyone's huge. They've been in there. They're all on, cre they're on creatine. Yep. And it wasn't the creatine pills, though. It was a creatine um, powder. So a yeah. lot of them were getting bloated and stuff. But they were big dudes. And they're all from New York City. Like 80, 90% of them all from New York City. They all came from Rikers Island. You know, we're from Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You know, we're coming from Little our holdings. Dudes. Our yeah. holding jails that it's not like Rikers Island. You know, nah, it's, yeah, it's not like any wild. of those juvenile facilities right. in the city. So it's a whole different world for me. It doesn't matter if you if I grew up on the west side. It doesn't matter. And this is downtown Justice Center, right? Down in Cuse? No, 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 no. My yeah. placement I went to for all oh, okay. years. Okay, gotcha, it was gotcha. up in Brookdendale, New York. Okay, yeah, that's right. It was yeah, a maximum security okay. for juveniles. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, so, so yeah, I'm up there, and I remember right when I right when I got in, I saw my counselor for the unit, and they they changed me out, and then my first place to go to to meet my unit where they were for that at that period of time in the day was in the gym. So I walked in the gym, and I see dudes over there on the pull up bar, and I'm just like. Damn. Because I just see how small, I know how small I am. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, it wasn't like I had, I mean, it wasn't like I had any real recognition of, like, what really goes down in there. All I know is what I might have saw on TV at that point, and I might have thought it was crazy. So the only thing, I'm not going to say the only thing that saved me, but so what really helped me out when I got incarcerated was, like I said, sports. Like, in there, everything is sports. And I was really athletic. So it made it really amazing. And, like, where I was at, you know, like, the population of white dudes, it was, right. like, literally, there was probably four of us in the whole facility. <laughs> I swear to God. So me being in there, being able to play basketball oh, with yeah. everyone, me being able to take the hits in football, me being able to take the fights that happen when you get mad at each other, all that shit, and, like, be loyal to people that, you know, like, put me on when I got in there. 
So basically, I built a name for myself in there too, you know, basically just with my loyalty and yeah. like, and like basically how I carried myself from the guards and from like everyone that was incarcerated. So I really built myself a name in there to the point where like, even now to this day, I have many, many guards that were in there for that, that time I was in there on my Facebook page. They're all commenting on my business. stuff. They're yeah. all saying, you were the one we knew you were going to, you know, you're not going to fall into recidivism. We knew you were going to make it. We knew you were different. And they're the ones that motivate me a lot, too, even in Messenger. Just yesterday, someone from Elmira, a guard from Elmira, sent me a customer from Ithaca, and they work downtown here. So I'm going to be doing, I'm going to pick up their car for them, get it done, bring it back to them. So it's just like, it's crazy to me how it worked out. Right, how it yeah. comes together like that. But basically, what the whole bringing up the incarceration part, the only reason I even talk about it, which I rarely talk about, because to me it's like, it's, it's the important lowest. though, bro. Well, that's why I was trying to get the story we, out. We like, always yeah. want Which everyone nice. to share that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we yeah. always tell everyone. And like, I can't even believe that. I can't believe I went through that and was able to bounce back. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't like people that don't have the support system. I can see why it's hard for them. You right. know, like it's all about the support system. And when I got out, thank God, I didn't move back to Syracuse. I moved to Liverpool, and I literally stayed low. And I didn't. I didn't. You know, I stayed out of shit because it's different. So how different? I want to backtrack a little bit. So, how different was it? I guess when you when you first got out, because I know you, we, we missed that part when you talked about it before. Oh, yeah, but yeah. you got your GED, you yeah. took some college classes. Yep. You know, you went through all that process, and then you got out. You know, what was that kind of first feeling when you kind of had to go? Okay, now I got to go look for a job. Now I got to figure out how I can kind of build on that. You know, when was the yeah. point where you started to head towards? I think I want to. You know, I know you said over COVID was when you made the pulled right, the right. trigger. But when did you start to figure out, I got to build on myself at that point? So basically to backtrack, let's say 2009, November 2009 is when I got um, released. I actually got released at midnight on the day that I'm able to get and this, released. And you did how many at this point? At that point, it's like four years and four months. Okay, That's why I say four and a half. Months. It's like four okay. years and four months. Because, okay, so back to the incarceration. So I went to my first parole board after that three years and a quarter. That three years and four months. So I went to my first parole board and your first parole board is... 90% based off of your charge and a little bit they're going to base it off of your performance mm -hmm. while you're in there you know how you how you handle shit so my first so my charges were pretty severe so at the end of the day I was super blessed they can hit you with 12 months or 24 more months you know and then you know you can keep getting hit all the way up to 10 years so I was super blessed I brought to the table you know I brought to the table all my achievements mm -hmm. so I I got hit with 12 months at my first board so now, you know, I go back, I have to call my girl, and I have to tell her, you know, I just got hit with 12 more months. And I tell her how it is, just like, you know, mm -hmm. I would tell any girl. I told her, you can either, because we were, you know, we were ready to be together at that right. point. Me come home and us be a family. So I'm like, you can either hold me down for 12 months, I said, or you can literally, you know, just live your life. Mm -hmm. I do not want you to feel you have to. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to drag you through any, any stress. I'm like, you know, we're both young, just live your life. She would not leave me, you know. She was like, no, I'm holding you uh -huh. down, holding you down. So then I basically get released, you know, 12 months later because when I went back to the second board, not only when I went to the first board, I just had my GD. So I go back to the second board, I have like half my associates done. Wow. Like I had, no, like I had like 22 credits or some shit done. And I was just, you know, semesters I was nailing, you know, I was getting all these, the prereqs, I was getting all the courses done I need done. So like I said, it was free. So it's not, it's like college, online college through TC3, Tompkins, um, Cortland Community College. It's not free. I had to pay for it up front. Right. Like literally, I had money in my in my account, like thousands mm -hmm. of dollars in there from all the work over the years from right. people sending me money. I don't spend money in there. So right. I, I literally had thousands and thousands of dollars in my account. So I literally paid for my college courses and they had a citizen advisory board in Tompkins County where if you pass your course with an A, they'll refund you 100% and wow. pay for your books. Oh, so, wow. you know me, I'm like, I'm getting yeah, A's yeah. in every class. Yeah. I got an A in every course I ever took. That's awesome. And that's why it became free for me. That's good. That's and, awesome. And I'm going to yeah. be honest, because as you guys said, we're keeping it real on here. Hell yeah. I didn't want to do college, you know, mm -hmm. and I knew I was smart enough to do it. As I said, I did it. You know, I got A's on everything. I literally did college for my parole board. Right. You knew you what know, you had to do. Because I knew what I had to do exactly. to get out. There's nothing else I can do yeah, in there but show right. improvement. That's smart. So I nailed it out. You took know? advantage of it. Which Did I come home and finish? Done. No. Do I wish I would have? I can't even say I wish right. I would have because I literally had a, a young daughter now that I took in that now I'm like, yo, I got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But you, it's the skills and like the process that yeah. you went through. 
and to I get to that point. That you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not always the material you learn when you're doing something like that, right. but like it's the hardship. It's doing the things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. That you know you got to do that are gonna help forge you know the person you're trying to build for the long. And haul. it probably hit you just being in there like you wanted to kind of stay up on times and being yeah. just have that knowledge still your brain still flowing so that way i'm sure when you did get out you yeah. know you were still on top of things and adapting and not kind of getting left behind where people want to take advantage yeah, of the free college that. like I you did get to that part when i first came out because it was like so i get released in 2009 um got all those years in i come home i was sick the whole first day i tried to eat a sub like on my way home they brought me like a you know mm-hmm. like a they brought me a sub. That's what I'm going to say. I'm yeah. not going to say it full on. So they brought me a sub. I haven't had really you no know, real food in a long yeah. time. A long time. So I tried to eat it. And now it's like 2, 3 in the morning. So I get home to our... So basically, when you're on parole, you have to have somewhere to get paroled to. Right, right. So now I have a parole officer. My parole officer went... So my girlfriend went out at the time. You know, I, we were actually engaged when I was in there. So my fiance went out at the time and got a nice apartment for us in Liverpool to literally help better me mm-hmm. to get right. me out of moving back into Syracuse with my father, which my father's an amazing father, but, you know, it's just the area that yeah. I, it's where I came from f- mm-hmm. with those charges, right. so I didn't want to be around it. So she got an apartment for us, and um, per officer checks it out. It's amazing. Boom, you're good to go. So I get there now. I'm on parole. You have a certain amount of time until I have to get a job, and if you don't get a job in a certain amount of time, you have to go down to the parole building every morning and report every morning until you get a job. If you have a job, you know they're more lenient once a week, mm-hmm. once every other week. So I'm putting applications everywhere. My dad's bringing me everywhere. My dad is like my best friend. We're like he's like my older brother. I have an older brother too, but I have many brothers. But my dad is like my best friend. So he's out there. He's bringing me to all these companies, all these businesses, and it's back in the paper day applications. Yeah, it's not right. online yeah, stuff yeah. back then. I had to write everything out. You know all that stuff. There's no res. I actually had a resume that I made. I learned all that stuff when I was in there. You know, they- I literally learned everything. So um. So I had a nice resume, you know, stuff like that. Um, ended up getting a job at Burger King right in the village of Liverpool. I became friends, like really good friends with the managers that, that hired me there. And I'm like still friends with them to this day. And they're like amazing people to me. And um, I'm sure they're your me. customers too now. <laughs> yeah. One of them actually might be working with me very soon in the next nice. few months as it pops back off again. Because I'm going to need a lot of help this year. It's going to be crazy. So um, I'm trying to be in like four spots every day. Yeah. <laughs> mobile here, mobile there, and at my yeah, shop. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to turn it up a little bit. It's a lot though. It's it's stressful. So um, so I get the job at Burger King, and um, I'm doing good there. There becomes a couple issues, you know, where you know I become a little playful with guys that I work with there, mm. you know, because you know I'm just a funny guy and stuff. Yeah. But I like to be funny, and a lot of people there didn't know really what I've been through just now. So I still have like this. Yeah, this messed up mentality, like behind my face, like a whole different mentality from when you're in there. It's a whole different life. So now I'm here, you know, I'm trying to adapt and I'm trying to like not be like a tough guy. I'm not trying to be like argumentative or anything right, I can right. get in trouble with. So long story short, I'm at Burger King working and this was the end of my days there. This fuck, this guy that I was working with just fooling around, threw a French fry over the thing and hit me in my hat or whatever. And I went back to that mentality and I lost my cool. There was no physical violence, no hands-on, but it was to the point where I'm flipping out, cussing them out, and the manager's right there. So I get sent home. So now I get sent home when I'm feeling like I'm trying to stick up for myself so this dude doesn't think he can do that to me. It's just a long spiel. So then um, I end up getting out of there and working for Charles Signs, a company in Liverpool on Wetzel Road, amazing company. They do custom signs for a lot of businesses. So I'm working there. I basically wanted to get in there to learn more things. So I'm in there. I'm right under, like, the manager for, like, all the installs. We're going out doing installs everywhere. I'm learning all the LED stuff. I'm not doing anything electrical. Though. I hate getting electrical, but I'm doing all the installs, you know? Mm-hmm. I love learning stuff. So I do that. So basically what I'm, what I'm breaking down right now is my, st- my life literally – Level to level to yeah, level. No, with no, the job, yeah, no, you're doing your thing. Yeah, keep going. You're good. No, keep that's going. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Though this keep is going. literally it's, it's amazing to me how it works. Yeah. In the keep way going, my father dude. would just say, you know, be patient. Everything's gonna work out. And like I'm huge, like with praying. I'm mm-hmm. huge with God. That's awesome. You know, like the way I feel like it works, it really works. Mm-hmm. You know, especially you just gotta stay consistent. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's not gonna always work out right away. Yep. That's why we'll get to another thing too. That with the patience thing. So um, 
so now I'm working at Charles Signs, and then my wife's father works at another company. I'm gonna stop naming companies, just you know. So my my father-in-law works for another company. He's been with that for like 15 years at this point, and I've been waiting to get in there with him. You know, get me in there. Mm-hmm. The pay was like a couple of dollars more, nothing much, but I wanted to be in there with my father-in-law. Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought it was cool at the time. You know, oh my wife's father works there, so I get in there. You know, hard hard labor, making pretty good money, but it's hard labor. I don't care about yeah, that. Right. I'm young at this point. I'm freaking what 23 24 years old if not like 22 so i'm loving it and um you know as you learn working for companies and different businesses you know it's never it's never really the work Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's more or less the people you have to deal with throughout the day so i so i go to work you know every day my work ethic as you guys see with my business is literally the same with when i was working for any company i worked for and any any manager anyone could tell you like yo I wish I could have 10 of you, you know, right, just to yeah. get shit done the right way. And um, so, you know, as that age, you know, you, you don't learn stuff until you go through stuff. So I'm still on parole now, and the managers know this, you know, and they're sort of taking advantage of it, you know, thinking they can talk to me however they yeah. want, thinking they could treat me how they want because they, they sort of feel like I need that job. So, you know, it got to a point where I had to step up to them, you know, right to their face and tell them, like, I don't give a fuck about this job, you know? I can curse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure, I'm like I don't give a fuck about this job, you know? Like, and then I had to, you know, get into that fucked up mentality mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know, whenever, whenever someone would get me down to that point where I feel like I'm getting what I call myself ghetto again because, you know, I don't like to act that way, yeah, you know, I like side. to act like I want to be, like, professional in my mm-hmm. life. Because I see how far it can get me compared right. to acting the way oh, I used to absolutely. act. Like, it's a huge difference in life, mm-hmm. especially with your mindset throughout the day. So I started having to get more and more angry with people at work instead of just being able to go to work and make my money to support my family. So it, it turns into, like, what am I even doing? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my cooling. And I For literally what? told myself, if I don't quit this job, I'm going to fuck this dude up. It was one dude in particular, management. And I'm like, and then what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Then he wins. They're obviously going to call the cops. The cops are two minutes away. It's right there. So I'm like, you know, let me let me get myself out of here. So here comes in TJ, my brother. <laughs> so my wife's older brother, TJ, he's the, um, let me say, the proud owner of TJ's Hydroponics. Yeah, shout anything out. Anything and you're proud of to be a customer so of. So listen, you can say I'm super proud. You know, we're the same age. He's mm-hmm. 33 years old. This guy, I mean, people don't, a lot of people that know him understand what he's right. been through, but... So long story short, my my older brother-in-law, he has really bad anxiety to mm-hmm. the point where he's on all different medications. He was in his house for his whole childhood, all teenage years, on the internet, teaching mm-hmm. himself stuff, teaching mm-hmm. himself stuff, to the point where he opened up a hydroponic business in 2013, me and him opened up together. I had no financials involved in it. You know, I just opened it up for, you know, to be yeah. that, the late, you know, to be the his, his right-hand mm-hmm. man. So we opened up the shop over on Long Branch in Liverpool, New York. And um, 2013, we don't know what's going to happen. So I quit that JGB job that was a guaranteed paycheck, and I opened up this business with TJ, not knowing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's how bad it was over there. Right. Yeah. You know, you this, is, this, awesome. is how, this is how bad though. it gets in yeah. life. You know, where yeah. you got to quit your but job. We, and, we talk about that all the time. Like, you get to a point where, like, sometimes the best thing you can do is take a leap on yourself. Like, yeah. if you got to make change and you got to get out of a situation, don't bet on other people. Bet on yeah. yourself. Because, because then you're, like you were saying, your back's up against the wall. Yeah. The only person you can blame if things go up or down is going to be yourself yeah, at that yeah. point. And, and you ha- and you just have that I mean we all have that hustle too like we're we're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who nah, you know what I mean? We we'll don't fail. realize it at the point cuz there's so much stress. And I'm happy that there's other people like yeah, that. Yeah, no, uh, we I mean I thought the same thing. Sometimes you think to yourself like do people think the way I think? Nah, dude, the that's why right. we're sitting here just listening like and yeah, yeah. We have the you same thing. Expect. I had a corporate job worked at FedEx for 10 years when I, you know, most recently and like 10 years went by and same feeling. I was like upper management just getting to those points where like I'm going to lose my cool on these people cuz they just they they don't understand it and then like crypto came around and then i had this opportunity and i sat there and i was like man like if i ever like i could put my two weeks in do it the right way do it smart that way you know there's no Just, hard yeah. feelings that way if i if ever wanted every, to go anything, back to yep. work at any the industry ever again yep. they could never say anything bad about me right, and right. it's like i know what right i'm way. doing and i could go work anywhere because now everybody's hiring exactly. you know what i mean like I've, people die people are saying they can't get a job i'm like oh, you're right full of it. but part of the issue like going back to that and like it's not people aren't completely right when they say it but like Big companies, big corporate companies like that, and the company that like you worked at, like yep, they're all big. Yep. Yeah. The issue with them is like the they ladder. don't care. You're a paycheck. Like exactly. you really are. Like the dude that works and the least hardest people and the most that. hardest in the same position, they don't give a shit. Like and they really don't because you're just a number. And like 
people need to understand that and they need to know that and like you need to take that in consideration but like we were talking about it's about the process if you can take something from every experience and grow on it that's for what, what you're about. trying that's to build you dude being mm-hmm. put in a shitty situation is the best situation ever you don't grow in a good situation exactly like you grow when you're being put under pressure and like that's the best thing that you, you can take from it and that's yep. why those situations come just yep. for that mm-hmm. like with, with me saying i went to known that I wouldn't have ever known, like, oh, let me not get this job here because, you know, there might be issues with management right, until right. I experienced that myself. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got it. You never believe it until you But see now yourself. my son now is 12 years old, and everything I've been through, like I'm telling you guys, me and my son talk like this. Mm-hmm. Like, my son is already talking about, you know, either working with me, you know, as running the business, mm-hmm. or, you know, because he's huge into hockey, so mm-hmm. he really wants to play for the oh, crunch. Yeah. He wants to go to, like, he wants That's to go awesome. far with it, you know, and he skates, he, he shovels the ice for the crunch games, all the home games. Mm-hmm. That was my main sport, yeah. hockey, when I I played. I yep, wish I played it. growing up. Like I played <laughs> I floor that. hockey. I didn't play hockey. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I'm, I literally love going to his games every yep, weekend. So, awesome. so before we get too much into the business, there was kind of something I wanted to touch back on because yep. I kind of heard you touch on it a few times. And so through the whole process that you've kind of been through, you know, how important was kind of finding the right person to kind of hold you down through that process? Because it seems like you kind of keep touching on your wife. Yeah. And she seems to be that kind of repeat factor and you know everything we've talked about since you walked in the door so basically um the way me and my wife met (laughs) the true story um so it's um 2007 i'm incarcerated and um so as i said you know we're from the west side west end area so to us back then in the suburbs was like we thought everyone in the suburbs was rich. Mm-hmm. Like I mean right. rich. Like Liverpool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we literally thought people were rich back then. Right. You know, to us. And and to oh, us, yeah, I feel yeah. like it was far from us. Like if we were mm-hmm. gonna ride our bikes out to like Flamingo or if we were gonna mm-hmm. ride our bikes to Action Skate and Maddie Day, like that was far for us, you know. Like so I told my brother when I was in car, I said, find me. A girl from the suburbs that's got money. Right? <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife wasn't loaded or nothing like but that. But right, yeah, no, yeah. So <laughs> it came to a point where me and her connected, started talking. She was going through a really bad relationship. So um, I was there for her through the ups and downs, through the whole breakup. And then basically the day that she gave birth to her daughter is the day that we really started strongly talking. And um, so to backtrack a little bit, before we started talking, and this isn't bragging rights because obviously I have two daughters now, but while I was incarcerated, I was I had eight females. And I just remember this strongly because it's what right. I did for her. So I had eight females at the time, you know, writing me. Yeah, just talking. Calling me, right. sending me stuff, you know, whatever I wanted, whatever I needed. So there were eight girls I had in my life, you know, that I had feelings for each and every one of them, you know, for what they were doing for me. And don't ask me why, but out of all the girls, why when she came along, why out of, I don't get why out of all them, I debted all them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and wanted to be strong with her. I don't know what it was at that time. And how old are you again? Just back At this time, I'm only 18. Yeah. And wow. she's 17. So I don't know what it was, but something attracted me to her heavily. So um, while I'm incarcerated, we're, we're manifesting our lives together. I'm manifesting. I want a son. I want a junior. I got a Sean Perry Jr. right now mm-hmm. that was born on my exact birthday. Wow. Holy shit. My son was born on my 21st birthday. Stop. That's crazy. Yeah. I had her have a C-section <laughs> on my birthday. Wow. For real, she had a C-section so it could be on the same day as me. That's crazy. Same name, everything. He's like my little twin. He looks just like me when I was growing up. So we manifested him. That's awesome. A little small story. When I was in there, I would always like talk about riding motorcycles Mm -hmm. i always wanted a red you know red street bike so i came home i ended up getting two red street bikes like two years in a row so it's like little things that i manifested over the years that i dreamt about and i wanted to happen i came home and i made happen i told her i was gonna marry her i married her um we're going on 15 years this june yeah so we've been you know 13 years married this june 15 years together um but the thing was with us is I came home, I had a lot of open doors with females, and me and my wife Stephanie had had a huge connection, and obviously still do, but we had a huge connection, I was living with her, we were together, obviously, you know, young man, all them years, I made a couple mistakes in the beginning. Of course, right. 
So I made mistakes. I seen how bad I hurt her. Um, <clears throat> stuff like that. So I see the pain in her and stuff like that. And I try to fix it. That's when you learn it takes years to, you know, get someone's mm-hmm. trust oh, back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Years and years mm-hmm. and years and That's years. That's the process, though. Like proving yeah. yourself, you mm-hmm. know, of... Going through all the bullshit you're going to go through because that's what you did when you fucked up. Now you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that a lot of guys don't man up to. Like, like when my son might say, like, I don't want you and mommy to argue or, you know, stuff like that. And I'll remind my kids. I'm like, do you remember that one run bad fight? And they'll be like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you guys don't understand, but your mother only acts crazy when I get caught doing something bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, other than that, your mom is cool as shit. Mm-hmm. You I'm like, you can't control I'm like, that's how because react. of me. You know like, I, mean? I don't want them yeah. to think that that she right, was flipping right. on me for no reason right. and just treat me like that. You know, I want no, them to know awesome. that I fucked up. Right, that's awesome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm lucky to be here with us as a family, you know? Stuff like that. So, um, she stuck by my side through it all. And she obviously held me down those years I was locked up. And she was going to BOCES. She was doing her program. She was doing schooling. And all while having She kids, had a child. Right? She right? was yeah. full-time oh, at a daycare. You know, she was a lot different than any of the girls that it's I crazy. had on board before. She had her own vehicle. You know, she was on the right path. So um, I get paroled, you know, to her in Liverpool and get a job going through that whole process. She's teaching me how to drive age 21. I get my permit yep, and my license. That, yeah. So, yeah, she teaching me how to drive the Chevy Impala back in the day. And, um, so yeah, those were fun times right there. Um, it just seems like it flew by so fast. I bet. Like, so fast. Especially after all that. Like, I feel like we didn't have, like, we had our one daughter, which was my stepdaughter, but I feel like, I feel like we had kids so fast. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, our oldest is 14, you know, and then we got, my son is 12, my youngest daughter right now is 7. It's like, damn, that's fast. So, so I guess the question kind of is, you know, when did you kind of know that, you know, she was the one? Because I feel like a lot of the people, when you're, you know, and I feel like you start to figure out as you get older, you know, you, one of you can't be dragging the other one the whole way, you know. It's got to right, be right. your constant leveling up together. Yeah. Like, there's going to be slip-ups okay, both another, ways. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing right there is, for instance, with me running this business, before the business, let's let's talk about that. So, 2020, you know my what my job was, and not talking down upon it, but it's just a show like it's where I was at. Times you know, come, yeah, yeah. Right. I was Grubhubbing, right? I was Grubhubbing on my grand. That, that, I was but like, it was a good hustle, right? Especially that during COVID, dude. Yeah. No, but 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 the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I would be in my car taking deliveries, and I'm sitting there, and I had this feeling inside me. I've been telling my wife for over a decade now. I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm built I'm, for something. Yo, yeah. I swear to God, I, there was something more. I said, I'm working these jobs. I said, no, I got more to offer. I got more to mm-hmm. offer. I got more to offer. I said, it's something or something. And um, so I'm sitting there grubhubbing. It's eating me away. Get this order. It's eating me away. I'm sitting for 15 minutes. And I'm like super fast paced. I can't sit still. So Make I'm about to get dry. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, be freaking. Yeah, I'll take that. But with like, we'll give you a minute. But like, with every job, like people like always feel like they can't leave a job. But like, I always tell people, you know, when you're ready to leave a job, when you hit a ceiling in terms of how much work you can put in and how much higher you can go. It's one thing when you're when you're the bottom, yeah. yeah, When you're the bottom feeder at a job, maybe it's time to stick around and figure out how to work through that before you head to another job and just bring that same mentality. But when you hit a ceiling at a job, that's when it's time to find something new. Mm -hmm. And like, you always know. Yep. Yeah, that's my goal every year. Is I, my goal every year is try to increase my income, yeah. no matter what it is, side exactly. hustle, my job, but you know, getting, I'll work a, getting a raise. Before, man. If it you guys, it, you it might only be a dollar or two, but like that was a dollar or two I made. It wasn't making last yeah. year, so like and that that's why I was grub hubbing because I'm not the one to just sit around. And it was like based off of me quitting that that company job with the vending company to the point where I wasn't going back to a company after that. I told myself I'm not doing this ever again in my life. I'm like I'll just grub hub. I'm still working for myself at the end of the day. And then I figured it out with the whole iSpy mobile detailing. And to bounce back, though, when the TJ Hydroponics opened in 2013, we opened that business from the ground up, too. Like, it's a freaking, I can't even believe where that business became, you know? So we opened that. It's just me and him. I'm running it 8 a.m. because he's not an early guy, my brother. So I'm running the shop 8 a.m. every day. He's coming in, like, 2 o'clock, and he'll relieve me, basically. He'll work till, like, 7 or 8 it was. So, you know, we ran that business. And then I got to another point where it's a retail business. I'm sitting around, you know, I'm waiting for customers to come in. I got, I got, I, I can do more. I can do more. I can't sit around, you know? Mm-hmm. So I basically, you know, I talked to T. I told him like, you know, 
and he always took care of me, you know, with money and everything. You know, we always, you know, made everything Figured work. It, it was right. nothing like that. It was the fact that I can't work the re- retail. Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Like, Moving. like detailing is what I needed. So you, I just I had to find my niche, I guess. And um, so a long story about um, short story I meant <laughs> about <laughs> I spy mobile detailing is I was talking to one of my friends. He's also, you know, he's a pothead. So I'm talking to him. He's always got the best ideas. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to figure out a name for this business I want to open up. So he's like, just smoke. He's like, drive around and just think of something. And this is how it worked out. So I'm driving around and I'm just driving. I'm looking around and I'm thinking. And all I hear in my head is my youngest daughter's name. I mean, my youngest daughter's voice. And she goes, Daddy, I spy. Like, we're doing a game, yeah, you know? Yeah, I spy, right, right. So I'm like, I spy mobile detailing. And I said, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> that is the open up my LLC and got it moving. That's awesome. That's how it happened, though. My daughter's voice in my head. And a lot of people don't know where well, I spy. The, I literally was going to ask. I was like, so how the name came up? So you got yeah. it. Yeah. And then, it. And then with awesome. the logo is, I have a buddy that, um, I don't know if you know Wade. He does all the magician stuff. Okay. Wade Whitcomb, he's okay. a good dude. So he has a guy, I don't even know if he's in freaking, I don't even know if he's in his country. But the guy that made my logo, he just, you know, he it's all like custom drawn. Like, that's me. They got the little gap in the teeth, mm-hmm. uh-huh. stuff like that. Gas. So so I love the logo, honestly. And I'm like huge into Mopar. You know, I wanted the Jeep SRT, stuff like that. So I put it on there to manifest it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and you got the TRX now, yeah, which is fire. I guess I manifested that. Dude, that shit's fire. So I, Hell yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to ask because we kind of know a loaded question but so what's been the coolest customer you've had so far yeah um the coolest i'd have to say it'd be the bugatti adam weissman a lot of i mean a lot of people know the the reason i'll say it's the coolest though is because a person like me you know where i how did that even start well you're gonna a person like me like where i even come from yeah i just reached out to him you know Oh, I'm, so I'm you reached out to I him. I reached out nice. to him on Facebook right. when I first opened my business. And all I hear about is, and I knew about Adam. I knew about Adam right. probably two years before my business because one of my friends, I don't know if mm-hmm. you know Mark McLuffin. It sounds familiar. Well, a buddy familiar. of mine knew him. His family owns uh, Amano or whatever, you know. Um, Adam would be in there with Bayheim or whatever. They'd be in there eating. Yeah, doing shit. So Mark would always tell me about um, Adam Weissman, Adam Weissman, you know, billionaire. I'm like, okay, who's Adam Weissman? And that's when I would, you know, do my research and look into him, you know, three, four years ago. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, know there were billionaires yeah. around here. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know there was wealthy, you know, really wealthy people mm-hmm. around here. That's me, you know, short-minded, you know, not really yeah. knowing a lot. So, so um, you put yourself out there to do the research. And that's yeah. what, like that little that little time you did. Yep. I mean, some people research, willing, man. aren't even willing to do that. So, so, yeah. so then I find out who he is or whatever. Just kept it in the back of my mind. I knew he was always at the SU games, mm. you know. So I keep them back in my mind. So then I open up the business, and all I remember is Adam. All I remember Lamborghinis, Lamborghinis. He got Lamborghinis. So I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, let me message this guy and see if I can clean his vehicles for him. So then I see he put a post on Facebook, and he was like this on his Bugatti when he was like, where was it at in Italy or where did he go to the to where they're building it? He has oh, a yeah, picture on his yeah, Facebook know, yeah, where he went to check it out when mm-hmm. it was during the build process, and I'm like, damn, three point. I'm like, he ain't gonna let me freaking detail his million dollar car. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm not even going to ask him. So then, like, months later, like, two months later, I'm like, man, I'm about to ask him yeah. if I can detail his damn Bugatti. So I messaged him, and I said, hey, you know, I would like to, I own a detailing business. You know, this is my first year. You know, I've been pumping out amazing work. You know, check out my page if you have time. Um, I would love to detail your vehicles, blah, blah, blah. So I leave it at that. And then, I mean, if I look back, you know, I could see every message that we yeah. ever had. But obviously, I have his number now. But on Facebook is where I first met him. It took months. It took eight months to even meet him. Wow. Eight months. And that's just the record. You know, I don't know if it's, you yeah. know, it's just, that's what happened with me and him. That's awesome. So it took eight months of us messaging and me messaging him, him messaging me back, me asking him questions about business aspects and him messaging me back some advice and me asking him this. And I'm just grateful he's even responding Hell to yeah, me. Oh yeah, of course. And I make it clear. I make like, it clear. I've heard that from like a couple different people too. That like, good and it's ass not dude. because I I don't know who he is as a person, right. so I didn't say it. You know, I just know like people are busy. If yeah. I know I'm busy, just imagine you know someone yeah, like that. That's right. what I say. You know, imagine how busy he is. So I don't expect responses. You know, I I really yeah. don't, and I don't get upset. You know, I understand people are busy. I don't yeah. I don't I'm not that type of guy. Mm-hmm. 
So he's responding to me, and I'm like, okay, you know, he fucks with me. Like, he likes me as a person. You know, he's responding to me. So then um, I reached out about the Bugatti, and he goes, um, it, it took a real message for me to send him, if you want me to be quite real with you, to even get to where I got with him. Mm-hmm. So I was detailing a very expensive vehicle one time when I first opened my business. And while I was detailing, I opened the trunk. When I opened the trunk, $14,000 sitting right in the trunk, mm-hmm. wrapped up in a sweatsuit. Right? What do I do? I call the customer right up. First day I ever met this customer, which is a very good customer of mine right now to this day. First day I ever met him, I call him up. I'm like, uh, he's like, what's up? With a little attitude, it sounds like. I'm like, um, you got $14,000 just in your trunk. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, you know, he came back and grabbed it. You know, gave me a little, you know, nice tip for that. But I told Adam that story. And right when I told him that story and I sent him the picture of the $14,000 I have and I sent him the picture, he sent me a cell phone number and said, call me, right? My dumb ass, I'm in detailing at the time as he sent that. I didn't call him. So I go home and my wife's like, she's seen all this stuff because she helps me with all the de- um, appointments and stuff, mm-hmm. the scheduling. She's like, what did he say? So she's like, did you call Adam? I'm like, no. She's like... A person like that tells you to call him, you don't call him? <laughs> no, right. I'm like, yo. I'm like. <laughs> His number is everything? Yeah, I'm what? like, I'm trying to act regular. I don't right, want to yeah, act I like a fanboy. So. Hey, yeah. what's up? So yeah, I'm like, yeah, true, I'm true. giving him some time. No, I guess you did. You did the right thing. So next time we talk, you know what he says? Why didn't you call me? <laughs> so I told him the truth. You know, I was in the middle of a detail. It's so loud. We got air chase. We got vacuums. We got everything going on. I want to give him the proper respect. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to wait until, you know, later on that night. So I think he said, like, call me tomorrow or something like that. So we ended up talking, and um, he asked, like, can you come on site? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to come to your residence and do it for you. You know, I have a gravel parking lot in my shop. You know, I don't want the Bugatti out there either. So I go right to his residence in um, Skinny Atlas, Skinny Atlas yep. right over there, and um, pull in. I park. I unload all my equipment. have my nice setup, you know, have everything ready, all brand new stuff, you know, like wash mitts and yep, every, all everything. brand new microfibers, you know, all the expensive top quality stuff from the ragcompany.com. Shout out. <laughs> so um, so this is how I met him. So I'm doing it. So I'm on my way out, and he's like, he's messaging me. I'm passing the fairgrounds from Liverpool. He's like, are you on your way? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know this dude even had time to message me. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, passing the fair right now. And he's like, okay, no rush. The car's in the, the, the car's in the driveway. So I'm like, I'm not even about to meet this dude. He's probably in Miami or something. Mm, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to get to meet him. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, whatever. I need to get this done. So I go out there. I set up. I start working. I'm on the end stages right now. I'm drying off the rims. With the air and a t- microfiber, I'm drying them off, and I hear a door shut. Not the door that I'm at, his front door, but the side door. So I hear the door shut. So I look. I'm on my hands and knees, you know, rubbing the rim. So I look over, and he's got the Louis V bag. You know, he <laughs> drops it, and I just hear it drop. And he goes, what's up? <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm just cheesing. I'm like, yo, because I, I, was, I was actually yeah. happy. I'm like, I yeah, actually do get to meet uh, him today. I didn't want to meet him the next time. I yeah. wanted to meet him that day. So I'm like, what's up? I go over there, you know, dab him up, hug or whatever. We're talking for a couple minutes. And then he even said, because I would have asked, but I wasn't thinking about it at the time. He's like, hey, let's take some pictures. It'll be good for your page. I said, hell yeah, let's do it. And I thought he was going to take pictures. You know, I get down and start doing poses and stuff. He's like, no, give me your phone. So he took the pictures on my phone or whatever. So um, he got the pictures or whatever. That's my um, profile picture with yep. Bugatti. So we get the pictures and... Um, He's like, hey, can you be done with this in 15 minutes? I'm about to go to the dome. So I said, yeah. He's like, you want to do the Shelby Raptor next? So I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So he leaves with Bugatti. I'm backing up the Raptor. And then he leaves. And then I pull the Raptor up. I get that done for him. And then he's like, you know, just let me know how much I owe you. Mm-hmm. You know, Venmo is my wife. Takes care of it. Yep. Done deal. So um, I really do like him as a person, though. That's like awesome. our conversations. That's awesome. And plus, he's I been mean, through a lot of shit too. Yeah, you know? no, and plus, we've you know, heard think his, of his history. Age, he's been yep. through more than any of us, right? You know, experience-wise. Yep. You don't get to a place like that without being through. Man. Yeah, exactly. That's what you I learn. The more imagine. time, the more, right. the more. And you I'm not saying imagine yeah, like the wealth. I can't even imagine what it takes on yeah. a person. You know? Yeah. The wealth it comes, it comes with it. You know, but well, it's what being, it takes it's, to, it's the type of person he is. I mean, we yeah. all see how he is. The giving back and the good. Yep. And that's another thing with the blessings, like. He's a big manifester too. Like so. as you guys know, obviously with Steve, we'll do it with all yep, them blessings yeah. he did and shit. 
So I do what I'm not gonna say I do the same thing because that's a whole different level. Yeah. But I do, do the same part. thing, yeah. very minimal. You know, I do raffles, I give away money, I give away mm-hmm. details. You know, I I get I'm obviously giving away to the homeless, but that's not that's not what yeah, counts. Yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about is I help out as many people as I can mm-hmm. to the point where it won't affect my family. You know, right. because I have a lot of people asking me for stuff, and I always gotta tell them no. I mm-hmm. tell everyone no. I tell everyone I'll do anything for you, but I cannot give you any money. Mm-hmm. I can't give you any money because everything I have is it's for my kids' towards. future at the end of the day. I don't, I'm not doing this shit for mm-hmm. myself. I'm not doing this for me. Like I, I'm a grown-up now. I, everything I'm doing is to help them out in their future. Yeah. And not even financially, course, but and... to help them to be in a better position than be stuck at a company job. or right. you know, I don't want them to have to go through that stuff. So I got to get it all figured out for them. And that's awesome. Yeah. And, and having Adam... I mean, even being there because he's got kids and yep. how to take care of it. His daughter, how to put his everything, daughter is the same age as my yeah, daughter. Like how to put everything in the right place to make sure it's all covered the right way, where it's all going to the right places, yep. and th- to have those people in the back of, in your back. I mean, I could say the same thing. I let a I I borrowed a billionaire's Audi R8 when I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona. Met these two billionaires on a golf course. Two guys came up behind us, you know, shooting the shit. Hey, can we play golf? This and that. Da da da. Get a couple holes in. The older gentleman was like, "Yeah, you know who I am." And, and He's like, ever, you know who Larry Pope is? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I old Smithfield's food is one of the biggest pork industries in, you know, literally our country. He's like, he got, I guess he had a huge deal where he's trying to sell his company. He went through this big ordeal and then he ended up selling it. But he's like, yeah, look me up. And like, we got in the golf cart, yeah. drove the next hole. Larry Pope, Google, like, pops right up. Shit. Yeah. We're $7 billion. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit, he ain't playing. And then we were talking because I was with my buddy at the time. It was his birthday. We wanted to run an exotic car. And we asked him, like, you guys know anybody around here? And his son goes, uh, he's like, no, but I got an Audi R8 you guys could borrow. Literally, just is like, we're like, what? Are you serious? And we're like, yeah, I literally got videos of us picking it up from him. And he's like, yeah, be at my condo the next day. You guys can borrow it for like, I don't know, eight hours or whatever. Just bring it back when you're done. So literally it was dude, crazy it's like it just like yeah, right yeah. in place dude. right time and yeah. like that's what they say like the, and that's what life is about yeah though, you know and that's it's, that's the beauty of it now i have his, their you know his number and his son's number in my phone and it's all networking like, and like we always oh, talk yeah. about that yep. and like your I whole experience like everything that like you went through like all the way back to when you were incarcerated like the networking that you did you know not just with the people that you were incarcerated with but the guards you know yep. realizing that it's yep the relationship we're not supposed to but a person like me, like, I connect with people, like, heavy. So, like, you're in there for those years, you know, like, well, like we, just now, the way I'm feeling, you know, I could feel like, like, I could just talk about anything. The you know Aurora. The yeah. Aurora. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's like room. when you get in those situations, like, you get in trouble when you're a guy at a young age because, like, you're trying to prove yourself. You want people to know who you are. Right, like, right. once you realize that, like through the way that you carry yourself as a person every day that's how you express yep. yourself not and stepping as you get older out, you... you really start to realize that and yeah. then you realize that you, it's not always the direct effect that the networking has on you but it's the indirect effect like yeah. you don't realize how much the shit you do affects what happens to you outside of your view exactly now what was the first car you washed like First, first, like like just like, 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 was it just like a ship? Like, was it just listen, one of your buddy's ship bucket Honda? Listen, like, listen, you know, listen, listen. So, wow. this is this is this is from the day no, I opened all. my actually. Now I can see it's a really good friend of mine that actually owned her own business in the past right. and actually motivated me to open this up. So, let me show you guys real quick. My first year, I did over 500 details. Holy crap. Wow. And this is every detail, showing, every month. Dude, that's literally like two days. So that's literally two cars a day. No, so yeah. literally, yeah. literally this on average. More, that's more cars in, in a day. So and I mean, this is, this, he still doesn't stop. That's every crazy. detail. Right. If it was interior, exterior, right. you know, boats, everything. Right. right. So, basically, my first detail was um, it was on October 6th, the same day I bought my LLC. It was. um. It was actually two vehicles I did for a couple of um, friends of mine. It was a Lexus sedan, and um, it was the Mercedes SUV that I did for my friend Marion and her husband. And um, I did those at my house in my garage. I have a nice garage in my house, too, that I use as a shop for, like, sedans Mm -hmm. and SUVs. But I do a lot of bigger trucks and bigger vehicles, so I have a big shop for that. So I did their vehicles at my house with minimal tools that I actually, excuse me, really need to get the job done the way I get it done now. And as you know, you learn mm-hmm. through the process. And what really helped me with this business, and I want to say this because it's literally the truth, YouTube 
is what helped me learn everything. That's all the hey, info's out there, yeah. man, for everything. Listen, I buffed so many vehicles this past year to the point now where the experience level I have just from one year, from all those hours of buffing, I feel so confident, you know, like That's going awesome. into any vehicle because it's like I just started my business, you know, so it's like it takes a lot and you got to learn a lot. You don't want to mess up someone's vehicle. It's very expensive at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know what I was getting at. YouTube. YouTube. Just YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Studying. And then there's there's people that own detailing companies. A lot of them are like in Cali and stuff. But I watch their videos and they tell you do's and don'ts. And you don't have to do what they say, but you can take in it, you know, take it in. Notes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and a lot of them, even in the wintertime, even though it's not like snowing and freezing cold in these other states, it's even slow for them in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. So for me to be up right now throughout this whole winter, still doing two, three cars a day, like every day. Like I just worked this past Sunday. Like I'm still busy, you know. Yeah. So I'm. I feel so blessed. Well, appreciate you taking the time out of the day to come in for yeah. sure. Like I mean, I can't even believe. I can't believe where it came. Now, then that I think let's touch on that a little bit about just. Uh, I mean, yeah, we probably won't go too much longer, but oh, um. Yeah. <laughs> Now, did you have any expectations? Did you have a goal, or were you just like, like your first year, like I want to wash this many cars, or were you just rocking with it every day? Like, no. (laughs) The goal that I started with was doing one a day, one vehicle. Okay, but that was me on my own. Right. It's It's a lot different though. Like detailing so much more. Yeah. When I do my details, some vehicles might take me eight hours. So that's why I was saying one a day, so I wasn't rushing. So I got a question with that because I've always wondered this. Like when you're doing detailing, is there like? A certain level, like okay, this car is way too. This car is not even clean enough to start the detail process, or you like, mean, like it's say, not even that bad. No, like it's too dirty. Like, oh, do you expect people so, to come in? Like, okay, like you got to at least bring in a car that's like not trashed. Like detailing is supposed to be like I'm trying to bring this thing back to like when you bought it, like as close as I can. Yeah. Like, yeah. So basically, yeah, I guess what he's saying. Have you ever questioned a vehicle? Like, damn, I'm like, like, damn, this get... is so dirty, man. Can I don't you, know if I can get Can you throw all this stuff out and then I'll start? Like, yeah. So the way that works out is. I've only been in a couple situations where people would leave like a whole bunch of garbage and shit like that. And I do work for dealerships, so they might get a trade in that right, was trashed. Yeah. But for the most part, if there's a very bad interior, I'll call it a deep cleaning on it. I'm taking the seats out. You know, yeah, everything's getting okay. steam cleaned, shampooed. And there's cars like I just did one recently. It's on my page. I did it like two, three, I think it was like three weeks ago. There was an elderly man's car. He was like only in his late seventies. His son got the car now, but I guess he just died from lung cancer or something. The father, so the dog like shit all inside yeah. the car. There's shit embedded in seats, right? Fabric seats. So I bring that car from that. It's on my page. Brand new OEM. It looks brand wow. new. You know, it smells amazing and it's back to life. But usually when they're bad, they usually tell me, "Um, it's, it's really, really bad. bad." You know, just let me know. It's gonna take more time than I'm anticipating. Right. But for the most part, if it's bad, you know, I, I send them the price right over the pictures and I send them a price. And if they, and a lot of people, sometimes I send them a stupid number because I already yeah. know, like, I don't even want to do this. Because <laughs> I could do two, three, me and my buddy were just talking about his big shout out to Angel. He owns Diamond Detailing down here on Slinus Street. One of my really good friends. We talk about a lot of business stuff. Um, we help each other out. That's awesome. Yep. So um, we were just talking about it today because he was doing a really bad caravan. Vans take forever, you know, the interiors, there's spots everywhere, you know, seats go up, this seat goes down, there's pockets, it's just a lot of work. So like we were talking about, you know, you got to you gotta charge accordingly for the vans because let's say it takes you six hours, five, six, seven hours just on the inside if you really want it to look brand new. But you can get two other vehicles done yeah, and make time more. Is money, so you got to put mm-hmm. that number out there that you know you're worth. And if they don't like it, good, you know, I don't want to deal with it anyways, but... I'll do any detail, honestly. Well, we, we awesome. talk about that with people all the time, like when you're trying to grow a business. Like at first, like, look, you're you're building your own brand. It's your own name. It's like you're creating what people are going to recognize for you. So exactly. like, that's why, it, yeah. It, it comes down to like you got to delegate. And like when you do delegate to others or you allow, you know, others to get involved, that has to be people that work up to that standard until you find those people. Like you got to be very, very particular about that's your time. Why, that's why it's going to – what I feel is I feel it's going to be hard for me to grow – to what I what I envisioned. Like I envisioned, you know, running a shop with eight guys, let's just say six to eight guys, you know, with crazy turnaround, you know, crazy numbers. But right now, what I know is best is to take it slow and just worry about quality. Right now I mean quality. Quality is over everything. quantity, bro. We say that we say that to everyone, bro. 
Every Love single person so we talk to. So that's why to. that's the stuff. And I'm it shows taking. how busy you yeah. are. You know what I mean? Because and that's do why I'm only work. doing two, three a day. But the quality is hitting every time. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's been the that's cons- my main focus. But that's been the consistency with every every and person that we've talked to that we brought up here that's been successful. Like without us even having to say it, like they always bring it up and like we always talk about well, it. That's like, the thing with Facebook. You know, I'm posting freaking all day throughout the day throughout the shop all day on the stories all day every every time something's done and people don't take what it you know understand what it takes. I'm doing details. On top of that, I'm booking appointments through Messenger and my phone. On top of that, you know, might be dealing with family issues or, you know, stuff at the house. Kids. Doing the detail, like I said, taking the pictures from those angles that I need to before and after, all that throughout the day. And they have to remember. It's like, it's a lot. Every day. And people walk in, they have questions, they want business cards because there's a barbershop right in front of my place. So people are parking and walking in all day. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. But nice. that's why I just try to take it easy, you know, drink my Red Bulls. Honestly. <laughs> right. wings. That's good. No, that's good. I think it's... I but mean, I guess I maintain it pretty good. Like, I don't get headaches from that type of stuff. You know, I'm not right. overwhelmed. I don't ever come home like... The thing that overwhelms me, which I wanted to bring up today, because it's something that I feel like is going to continue to happen, which I might hopefully be able to put a stop to, is people making appointments with me and not showing up. You have to have cancellation policy. I want to do... I want to do something. I didn't. I never wanted to do this, but I want to maybe start doing like a twenty dollars deposit or something. Yeah, I mean, well, that's like a cancellation. And if, and policy, if you tell me, yeah. you know, within twenty four hours, you can have it back. Something, but right? If yeah, you don't yeah. show up yeah. or you read my messages and you yeah, don't that's respond, that's like a no call, no show. That's. I mean, they don't get like yeah, you can't do my that. shop is thirty minutes from my house. My brother's coming thirty minutes from this way. My other brother, when he's coming back in the spring, because he works, he works a different job, you know, in the slow season. Yeah, time is money. <laughs> yeah, he's driving thirty minutes from Salve. So let's say we're all out there, and then the people don't show up. That shit yeah, hurts. time is money. Yeah, yeah. like that. And that's why I mean, mo- I need. And, and we gotta keep our focus. Right we gotta stay positive on yeah. those days. There's no arguing, getting mad at each other. You know, it's just all positive. I mean, once so. you guys as big as you are, you definitely can do a canceling. I mean, barbershops, everybody's yeah. doing them now. Like, I, I mean, time is because then they can have somebody fill in that and slot. Those people need to learn. Yeah. What priorities are? Yeah, right. Like you see how I'm on time for this. Yeah, that's how I am for everything. Yeah, right. And everything. Th- and again, it's one it's either way. Simple communication. Like, yeah, there's things that do happen, but like you're saying, don't just like not. You read. always know. These don't mother- read my messages and not even answer me. That's what, that's what would get me. Like, no, you literally deliberately didn't answer. I'm just a detailer. Like, just tell me yes or no or say. Yeah, right. It's not like do or die here, man. Like, I. But like, it's again. They're pushing away somebody you could have gotten done that day. That's and that, what it is. And that's what they, you know, because they don't run a business. They don't understand that. And, like, that's and why people work jobs. Sometimes when I get I mean? those vibes off of people, I'll put it in the message. Hey, make sure if anything is going to come up, you let me know at least a day in advance so I can get the spot filled. Right. Like, I say that to certain people. Right. And because call I have, right like, out. a vibe. Like, oh, right. Yeah, no, they sure. probably still fucking. Like, yeah. 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 That's just so like, still, unfortunate. Me. And as long as you. It's nice when you love what you do because it makes it a little bit easier to yeah. deal yeah. with people like, and like that. And like, like I said, with the being busy, like, I'm not, like, packed to the ceiling, but. Most of the time when that happens, I got something right there I can work on. You know, I always got mm-hmm. something to work but on. But it's still your way. But I don't want to lose out on the customer. Yeah. You know, like right. I want that customer in and out. I want their shit done. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. No, well, that's cool. I think it's, I mean, for especially being up here to where we are, I think you've. Oh, and I want to make it. I want to make it clear too that I don't offer any quick details. I don't <laughs> offer any of that. Honestly, yeah, no. It's some people right. ask like, "Oh, can you wipe my dash off in vacuum?" Like that's stupid. No. I say, you I tell them, go to go to Delta like, I tell them if I cannot post pictures of the vehicle on my page, like because people be like, I'll tell them like, I'll be like, no, it won't look right. Oh, I just need a quick. I don't offer yeah, that because yeah. I can't post it. I'm Quick. not wasting my time on it. That's that like every that's the thing. Yeah, that's the problem with our world and society. Everybody wants now, 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 now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, but yeah, the Facebook, the way it grew, I don't even know. That's crazy. Like no, that's awesome. It, it's all you know. It's Facebook, social media, sharing, sharing, sharing. And now I do this business. Like I might do this roofing company's mm-hmm. vehicles, and I'm posting on my all day. Boom. And then next, you know, I got right. All Star. You know, I got Brandon down there, Brandon Walters. You know, and then I got this guy, then that guy. Like, now I have a list on my phone and my notes. I keep everything recorded. That's awesome. I have all these guys that, like, I have a whole bunch of customers, but all these guys are, like, people that come, like, every other week, mm-hmm. every three weeks, every month. So it's, like, it's like you know, like, it's crazy. Yeah. I I'm sure it's that. You're, you seem I can't even, you're over. I can't you know even fathom it. Right. That's, and that's, that's amazing because, again, you didn't and have any. And the relationships, like, you know how we're talking right now? Yeah. And this is our first time really meeting. Yeah. It's not going to be our last time, obviously, Hell but I want to no, keep yeah. doing stuff with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like, building relationships like this, this is how I am with my customers. Mm-hmm. 
and I feel like my connection I make with every person right. is why it's doing the way it's mm -hmm. doing. Well, you find the people that vibe with you, and like as long as you're, we always tell people like yeah. you gotta put and out, the, you gotta real, put out the vibe. You gotta fake. be exactly, but right. like that's how you attract the right people. People, are, people and, are telling me, not to cut you off, no, but people ahead. are telling me, and I understand it matters to a certain extent, but people are telling me like, oh, I wouldn't be posting videos with that music on there. Or I wouldn't be posting this with that, which I understand with the business aspect. I understand it has something to do with it. But as I've it's done with my life this whole time is I'm literally just, just attacking being this. You're I'm authentic. being real. And well, if that person doesn't like that this song said yeah, the N-word, if this person else. doesn't like that this right. one says something about a girl shaking her ass, then that person's yeah. not meant to get their cards. Let's get right. out of the way now, though. Like, let's yeah, not wait. Like, let's yeah, not. Yeah, like, rip the Band-Aid off now. Because that's I don't why, you, wanna... right when you say, like, can you we, can you swear? It's like, yeah. you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I think, like, if you're going to get bothered by a little swearing, yes, we swear. It's not like we're out here cursing every right, single right. freaking word. You know it's what I mean? That's not our. Yeah. And that's, again, that's just how we, we're describing. It's just how we're, you know, if you got a problem with what we're saying, you know what I mean? That's why I love Gary V. Everybody's saying, you always fucking swear, Gary. He's like, I don't fuck. That's who I am. You know what I mean? That's how I communicate. If you saw me in person and we had a conversation, like, that's how I talk. It doesn't yeah. sound the greatest, but am I still multi-millionaire? Yeah. Absolutely. Who cares? Like I it's just a couple curse words. So but you got to like, be authentic, and we've said that. That was like yeah, one right. of the that's core that's what values. really gets you where you got to right. go. It, it really is because you'll like, never attract the right people, and you'll keep bouncing around right. from and group see to group. The fakeness, you know. Yeah, they, they do. People, and that's why it. we're trying to build, you know, the network. We've honestly have so many people around here. Like yeah, about you know, I you wish you guys get TJ. Well, that or that, and just people say like, I don't know if he could even manage to even come. Well, the big thing people say like, oh, you should get Adam on here. Because he's anxiety and stuff. Well, everyone's always like, you should get Adam on here, and it's like, want me to talk to him? Well, they get want me to talk to him. Again, we. Try to do it just like authentically, like again, because you he like it happening. You're, right. you're gonna post yeah. it, and then knowing that we're talking about the story, he might just hop on and listen to it himself, and like yeah. that would be cool because then he right, could see right. the vision of what we're trying to do locally. Especially you know picking like, his brain, I love well, it. It's amazing. And that's something we could definitely see him getting here one day for us, and that's when you know when we get to that point when we know where well, like he you want sees it to work it. out the right way. Yeah, like, we yeah. just want it to happen organically yeah, and authentically, and not just press that's him. That's why. That's why when it was in the beginning of me and him, you know, talking, I wasn't like blowing him right, up. Right, yeah. Know? I was like being real, you mm -hmm. know, conversating, you know, hey, how you doing? Taking advantage of the opportunity, right. like, you know what I mean? And then after the time came where I felt it was right, I made right. my move, you know, to, you know, really introduce myself and wanting to meet him. So, um, big shout out to Adam on. I don't I don't message a lot of people on the holidays. Right. For one, I'm not into holidays. I'm not into Christmas. I'm not into any of that stuff. I'm really not. And as you know, the holidays come. You know, you got to message everyone on your mm -hmm. phone, all your everyone. So I wasn't messaging people, but Adam messaged me on Christmas, you know, a paragraph saying, you know, I appreciate your loyalty That's since awesome. I met you. I appreciate you as a person. I will never do anything to ruin our friendship. I want you to know that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if it was a mass text, but, you know, it felt good to get but it. But the fact that you got it, yeah. And it felt real to what how me and him mm -hmm. are, you know? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I appreciate him for that, and... That, people that, that, people that. just come into your life for certain reasons. Oh yeah. And I surrounded myself. Well you attract them. everyone that I'm surrounded right. with right now, everyone in my life owns businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's how it should be. Multiple businesses. They're all doing really good. Mm -hmm. And I try to be around those people and learn from and them. And that's the travel level we've been getting on. I ask them millions of questions all the time. You know, I get information off of them. It's just great. That's awesome. And that's and that's and that's it's taken a long time the journey. And the another process, thing is it's, it's amazing. I didn't understand how popular I was before I opened a business because when I opened a business, mostly all my first customers were like friends and yeah, stuff of course. like that. So that's when I really saw, really found out like, damn, I do know a lot of people. Right. Well, damn, it's it's like damn, I I did build a good name for myself. Yeah. I did do all, you know, those times where like maybe you didn't make we don't make the right decisions like yep. all the time, but we carry ourselves and like with our character and the type of person we are. And sometimes that matters more than yep. anything else. A huge thing with my business that helped me grow with, uh, was, um, so I got plugged in with one of my buddies, RJ, that owns a dealership in Brewerton, Ontario Auto. Mm -hmm. So he owns a dealership and, um, I got plugged with him, plugged in with him early, early when I started the business by my friend Alex. And honestly, I feel like that was just the best thing that could have happened to me because yeah. <clears throat> steady. He always has worked for right, me. Right, because of the dealership. He's an amazing person. He takes awesome. care of me. We just do, you know, it's a good relationship. That's awesome. And with that being said, the reason I feel like that was the biggest blessing is because that gave me the ability to have all that work to post all those before and mm -hmm. afters when I didn't have a lot of customers coming in. Right. I didn't have, like, I would maybe get two customers a week. And that's like any, I mean, you're building that credibility and that's what people want to see. You yeah. know what I mean? Why? You got to stay mean, consistent. Somebody's yeah. going to be like, you know, maybe get their detailing done by this person. All oh, they they've only done fifty cars, but this person's done a thousand. You know what I mean? You're right. you're gonna kind of weigh out the cons of you know, and that's the credibility, and that's the backup that people look for. Yep. You know, so. And the um, whole thing with the offering quick ones is, 
at the end of the day, you know, I have good pricing, but you know, I get paid pretty good for detailing because of what I'm quality doing. Quality I'm going above bro. and beyond. You yep. know, the quality that I'm bringing, I know what it's worth. You know, so I get what I get. But with that being said, I can do less vehicles and make more than having to kill my body and do more vehicles quicker. You know, no, cheaper pricing. Yeah. So that's sure. that's what makes more sense to me. No, that's awesome. And those days, those days fly by, so it's hard to get stuff done. They fly by so I fast. Bet. It's like, damn, we've been here since four. It's already eight p.m. Yeah, right. Like, it doesn't Just like feel how like we. I didn't want to call it a quit. Let's yeah. say we've been talking yeah, for hours. Gonna, I was gonna say Ryan. Ryan, our sound guy, man, he always yells at me. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I can't help this it. Was, like, we're just always having a good, good conversation. Though, so but we're gonna, like, yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll definitely be back for another one. Yeah. You know what? Elevate in Liverpool, the gym, Gold's gym. You look familiar. So really familiar. No, but we'll. Everyone says real. <laughs> yeah, we'll reel it in though. Um, Sean, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you can't, so you can't thank yeah. you enough for. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I sort of took this as like a a therapy type thing because cool. I don't get to talk to people much. That's you know? awesome. And I feel like I was able to express myself, and it made me feel better. Honestly. Well, yeah, we've been we've been kind of talking about we want to oh, use yeah, this. I, I'm just I listen. In yeah. my life, all I do is work. Go home, work, go home. Hockey, yeah. hockey, cheer, cheer. It's like right. nonstop. It's no, nice glad. to get away, man. No it's nice to have places. I haven't looked at my. This too. is the longest I haven't looked at right. my phone in the longest. Right. You know, that's no, good. I and mean, we're gonna do it more, and that's yeah. why we're here. That's why we're building this. We need to do updates, you know, in the future. You know, yeah, all of for our sure. Products, yeah, so. no, we will, and that's dope. that's why we're doing it and keeping everybody along the journey because yeah. we want to help people that might be in the same phase maybe too stuck to like not, don't know if to take that extra push and it's like that's yeah. why we, want, we don't care how, there's so many people going through it you know what I mean? we don't care what status people are here we, we wanted we right, just want right. yeah, we just want everybody matter. to yeah. hear the voices everyone's at different status exactly oh, yeah. that's why we it's wherever they're like, at that that's point. why we're expressing that so much like we are we're not we know we're just here. We we're not trying to be anybody. We're exactly. just being us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm trying to tackle that yeah. younger crowd even too, like because I think that's what's really oh that's what I'm all about. That, that that's why crowd. I do a lot of this too. And I have a lot of guys on my Facebook. So. I'm not gonna name them all, but yeah, these yeah. younger detailers. I'm not one of those guys that talk shit. Like I message these guys. Give them advice, right? Yeah. But they bring awesome. up in life. To. I tell you don't understand how, how how far, far that goes. You and know like, just they because, love it probably. Exactly. But just because yeah. they don't react the way that you would react doesn't mean that they're still not taking it with a grain of salt. And like, no, that's no, what we, a lot of they, people get upset yeah, about. Converse, yeah. yeah, we yeah, awesome. like these guys, and and they see my quality, you know, and they ask me questions. I don't lie to them. I don't. I don't. Oh, I'm not going to tell them what I'm using. That's stupid. Of course, you know, a lot of people are like that. But no, I, there's no. It's there's not no going to affect my business. You've already built a big enough yeah, clientele. Not, it's not going right. to affect me at all. Yeah. I can That's show awesome. them the ways I do it. It's going to help them out. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's not going to affect me. I'm still going to be doing it every day. I, right. It's nonstop. You know, it's mm -hmm. no complaining. So it's like, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. But um. But again, guys, Sean, again, thank you for coming on, sharing your story. Thank you, guys. I think this is probably going to be one of the best ones. Yet. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no, nah, definitely. No way. So, um, yeah. we'll let you know what it comes out. And guys, I'm a happy dad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, we hope you guys <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. And uh, guys, we love you. See you next time.